Are, are we live? Are we live? Let's get ready to rumble! Information jam-packed show today. Peloton of 5%. What's up, Discipline Investor? We got Benzinga CEO Jason Raznick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Nia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley, that is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. We're gonna take Dogecoin to the moon Making this crypto mean one dollar soon I'm hoping it's safe, we can assume Don't actually assume this We're taking Dogecoin to the moon You might have studied the economy for seven years in college But no one gives a Bitcoin would be thirty thousand We're gonna take Dogecoin to the moon. Dogecoin to the moon. Making this crypto mean one dollar soon. I'm hoping it's safe, we can assume. Don't actually assume this. We're taking Dogecoin to the moon. We're gonna take Dogecoin to the moon. All right. Nothing wrong with kicking off a Friday with a copyright infringement here on the Power Hour. Welcome to the show, guys. We're having some fun today. I, I hope that song is stuck in all of your heads. It is certainly stuck in mine. Uh, and for all of you Dogecoin supporters out there, all, all of you who, who got into it, good job. Congratulations. Uh, it's working out in your favor. Check this one out, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll get into some serious stuff in a minute here, okay? But hey, it's Friday, we're having fun. But look at this. So, so I don't have a funded Robinhood account, right? That that's pretty much the the way that I know to buy Dogecoin. And so, let me add my screen on here. There we go. All right, I don't know if this is too small. It can't get any bigger. Tuesday, April thirteenth. I select my my good friend and colleague Randy Elias. We're, we're up 60% on Doge uh, because he does have a Robinhood account. I gave him a couple hundred bucks to, to buy some Dogecoin, hold it in his account for me, you know, like a little switcheroo there. Um, but uh, he responded back, dude, I sold everything when it got back up to six cents. Damn it, Randy. So there you go. But all right, guys, uh, it, it, in addition to the song, uh, if you guys want to hear the song again today, let me know. Drop the one in the chat. I've got the video queued up. We can do it again. We can do the song eight times. I mean, we can just put it on repeat for, uh, you know, two, two hours. Um, but, but hey, that, that that's the deal there. Uh, Voyager does have Doge as well. Sh shout out Voyager. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, again, if you guys want to hear this the song again, guys, smash the one. If you, you're sick of the song, hit the two. You're no UG in the chat, Aaron, Brian. That doesn't work. It's a one or a two situation, okay? Uh, but all right, on to the more serious stuff, guys. Point of this show, the reason why we're spending two hours together today, 12 to 2 o'clock Eastern, 
is because we want this to be the best trade idea resource out there. That's what we're going for, guys. So, so if we're not delivering on the ideas, call us out. You have the chat. I'm not scared, okay? You can say, Luke, this show sucks. We need to get more ideas going. Uh, because that's, that's the only reason why we're doing it. Uh, stocks on my radar to talk about today. Support.com. If you guys remember, yeah, yesterday we were making a decision whether or not to let our puts in support.com ride. We did. We're letting them ride. So we're going to check in on that one. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Coinbase. We'll talk about New York Times. Clover Health. I, I've got some 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 decent insight into Clover Health that, that we're going to talk about. Um, and, of course, we're going to have some awesome guests. So j- joining us in just a couple of minutes here, Kayla Kilbride, Robin Hood Kid. Uh, she's going to be joining us. We're, we're, we're going to be talking about some stocks. We're going to be talking about some education. Uh, we're going to have Pari and Addy joining us at 1230. Uh, and then we're going to have a couple executive interviews in, in the second half of the show. So, so there is the move, guys. That, that's what we're doing today. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to have Mr. Raznick, El, Elder Raznick with us today. Uh, so if you guys have stocks that you want to talk about, drop them in the chat. We will take a look. Maybe we'll even make some trades on them. But go ahead, throw those tickers in the chat now. I have the fresh legal pad today. We're on page one of it. Plenty of room to write down your stocks. So, so drop them in there. Uh, one thing that I do want to show you guys that's brand new to us. Uh, 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 hold on, hold on. Adding my screen up here. There we go. All right. We, we've got a new, a new momentum scanner in, in, in Benzinga Pro. Check this out. I'm gonna throw you some zooms here. Don't worry. Uh, what this is, is basically it's showing us the, the, the biggest gaining and losing stocks over, over the past five minute time frame. And it refreshes itself every 10 seconds. So, so, so if you guys are, are intraday trading, uh, you're, you're trying to find some of, the, some of these gappers, some of these rippers, these stocks that are going higher or lower on volume, we have this cool new beta tool for us. Uh, like everything that we do, guys, we, we want this to be, uh, you know, we, we want to do it. We want it to be the best, right? We, we don't want to put out crappy shows. We, we, that's why we're always asking for feedback. We don't want to put out crappy features. That's why we're always asking for feedback. So, so guys, it's powerhour at Benzinga.com. That's the email address, powerhour at Benzinga.com or spencerisrael at Benzinga.com. What, one of those two, drop us feedback on this new beta scanner in Benzinga Pro. If you're not in Benzinga Pro, uh, pro.benzinga.com. I'll put that link in the chat. It's free for two weeks. Check it out, guys. It's something that, that I spent, you know, some energy working on over the past couple of weeks is the scanner here, um, you know, and, and all my stuff that I work on, I, I always want to get feedback on it. So check it out, powerhour at benzinga.com. And without further ado, I'm already going to bring our first guest of the day. We didn't even talk about stocks yet, and we already have guests lined up. That That is a fun Friday for you guys. <laughs> What's up? What's up? Happy Friday. How's it going? <laughs> doing well. How are you doing? It's good. It's a good Friday. Doge is on its way to the moon, right? <laughs> Wait, did you hear the song that we played? Yes. I it's actually, a great song. I've been looking on Twitter um, all day long to retweet it. I know TikTok investors posted it a little bit back, and I've been trying to find it, and I can't find it. <laughs> We're going to send Dogecoin to YouTube. Undiscovered YouTube. It only has 15,000 views on YouTube. I've had it bookmarked for for you know several months now, so I need you to move. forward it to me. Honestly. All right, all right, I'll send it over. 
It's All right, so well, good. Let, let, let's just jump right into it. Let, let's talk about, about Doge. We're going to get to Clover Health, guys. I see a lot of Clove in the chat. Mm. Um, so we'll get to Clover Health in a minute here. But 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 Doge, where, where are you at with it? <laughs> where am I at? Like, so I don't know. I, what do you think? No. Yes. Okay. I actually, um, I just posted this, actually. I got in last night. So, story. I... So I actually bought in a while ago, a couple months back. And then last week I was like, you know what? Robinhood is never going to give me my keys. Instead, I'm just going to get rid of it on Robinhood and I'll download the Dogecoin core wallet. So last week I downloaded the wallet and I was like, I'm just going to go for it. Like there's, there's no harm in spending a couple pennies, right? Or something. So I was like, let's just send it. Um, I never ended up rebuying on the wallet and last night i was like classic i'm so done but good news um i did buy at 23 cents last night and then i sold at 47 which has been the top of the 48 is the top of I the day i got the 48 <laughs> so okay. let me see what we're at right now but all right, I'm, all right. I'm doing okay all right so 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 take take a look at this right you okay. didn't rebuy it I, I had, had my, my co-worker and pal, Randy Elias, buy it for me. I don't know if this is too small to read. Um, I can see it. We have 60% but, but on Doge. I sold it. Well, come on, You man. sold it? He sold it. I <gasps> gave him a couple hundred bucks to buy it for me because I didn't have a Robinhood account. Uh, and he dumped it. Oh, my gosh. And I can't – the only other place I can think of – I know you can buy it on Kraken. I know you can buy it on uh, BlockFi or Def – what is it? Not BlockFi. Something else. I've been trying to find other places to buy it that will actually give me my key. Voyager Digital. Voyager Digital. What? Okay. VYGVF. That's it's also a publicly traded company. It, it's hey. uh, it, it's like it's like it's a hot one. I, I, I owned it until two days ago. I, I sold my shares of the stock, but the company Why? did three and a half million of revenue in Q4. They're going to do fifty-six million of revenue this uh, quarter. And, I, and so I sold it because Coinbase couldn't hold the line. It couldn't hold its open crushed oh. the whole sector it was my biggest stock position and, and so i bombed out of it as soon as coinbase couldn't hold that open Ooh, yeah. gosh. But, but, yeah i guess I, I i didn't let you do a proper intro because we just jumped straight into doge but, but can you okay. just give us a, a little bit of your background and, and and tell us exactly what you do yeah so i'm the girl that can turn your professor's 60 minute finance lecture into a 60 second tiktok i basically got into the stock market back in november um and uh, my dad actually has history in finance. And so he would talk to me. And I remember like very specifically one day, he's like, he's like, well, are you bullish or bearish? I was like, excuse me, dude, what did you ask? Like what? And that's when I realized anyone who's not in finance is like listening to a different language when they're talking to people who are in finance. And so I was like, there just, there needs to be people out there that are willing to break this down really simply. And so my process recently on TikTok specifically has been this journey of like breaking down really complex or terms that just go right over a normal person like myself's head and um, breaking that down on that platform. So it's been a good time. I feel like I'm learning a lot. I ended up diving into the world of options, which is not what I ever thought um, a beginner would do, but it's been fun. And then of, co of course, uh, Doge is just part of the, um, a part of my you know, young generation, we're jumping in, we're doing our thing. And that's, that's just part of it. Awesome. 
And and, and I, I whenever we have guests on, I, I always love digging into like where they have like information that that the rest of us won't have. Hmm. And so something that I'm curious about is is you know as you've you've been doing your education and and you know making these awesome 60 second videos, what what's like resonating the most? Like, are you finding there's way more interest in options than there is in swing trading, or or have you picked hmm. up on on any trends like that? I think the biggest trend right now is everybody wants to get rich quick, right? Like that's what TikTok is. And unfortunately, um, that's not necessarily the realm that I like to go into. I know you're having Pari and Adi on as well. And they are, they are, I would say also in my realm of like, not, not in the get rich quick, but what you'll see is all these, the viral videos, the things that people cling on to is, you know, I can make a video today on, I made a hundred and five percent on doge in eight hours last night while i was sleeping like that's the video that people want to see um and i think that's a fine way to catch their attention whether it's crypto whether it's stocks um there's another girl that i follow and she just recently posted a video that she went from five hundred dollars to fifty thousand dollars and got to like give her dad the trip of a lifetime and and those are the stories that people on tiktok want to see for sure you know, and yep. that's not everyone's story. That's not my personal story. I haven't turned 500 to 50,000, but, um, yeah, whether that's crypto, you, you whether did that's, 500 to 80,000, I did 500 to 80,000. That's <laughs> exactly. exactly what I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, catch me on the moon, yeah. but anyways, that's what they cling to for me though. Again, it's use those when you have them. Like for me, that'll be doge today, but, um, for the most part, it's, it's an entry into a broader conversation of financial freedom. So, yeah. And, and 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 I I'm will I would bet that that a lot of the people who who love that content right that 500 to 50 grand content just haven't blown up an account yet and and if they're gonna have some sort of career <laughs> in investing it's gonna happen right I mean that that was me I I I started investing when I I was 15 years old and oh I oh my yeah, gosh I, wait how under a I had my dad, you couldn't make an account online then. So my dad walked me into a Scott trade branch, opened oh up gosh. an account. I had like, I had like $512 saved for my summer job. You know, I, I was doing, uh, uh, what was I doing that summer? That summer I think was, was like, was lawn mowing, but, but I had like okay. $512 from the summer job. That was the account minimum at that time. Um, you know, and, and, and funded it. And the, the first thing that I got suckered into is I saw some ad that was like, this penny stock is going to be up 10,000% no. next week, right? Oh. And and blew up. And it's like, I needed that lesson to get me over the euphoria of, you know, because my plan was to take $500 when I'm 15, get it up to 20 grand by the time I'm 16 and can drive and get a sweet car. That was the plan. Did you do and it? I just feel like, no, no way. <laughs> I, I turned $500 into like $12. Um, and, and so, so I don't know. Like, like, like I feel like a lot of those folks, uh, you know, who, who are watching those, those types of videos need to, they need to have that experience. No, Hey, it's not this easy. And you're not going to, yes. not everybody gets rich quick. I actually think that's like the story of Robin hood back in January with GameStop, where I was like, Oh, we're protecting the investors, you know? And I'm like, the reality is though, the only way for people to learn their lessons is if they blow up their account, like, yep. and that sucks, but the risk that you take you're you're going in it with the mentality of I mean if you're not going in it with the mentality if I could lose this then you should change your mentality but in the reality if you're jumping into a pump stock or whatever it is dogecoin um for me I was like whatever I put in there's potential for me to lose this and um if I don't make a buck and I lose everything then I learn the hard way and that's just how it goes yep exactly you got to think of those losses as, as lessons 
Also, uh, wait, yeah. where did you grow up mowing lawns? Because I'm in California. There's no lawns here. <laughs> Michigan. Look at look at this beautiful Detroit, Michigan, right behind me. That's so, so beautiful. I've always wondered what it's like to have a yard. There's, so there's actually not lawns in California. No, I'm kidding. I mean, okay. maybe people do, but I, I would have to. I where I live right now, currently, the apartment that I live, I would have to walk a decent distance to find a single house with a lawn. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's see. Look at we're 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 learning stuff. Learning learning stuff. Let, let let me ask you this question, right? You know, you got the moniker Robin Hood Kid. A lot of your users are, are Robin Hood users, I'm sure. We're, mm -hmm. we're headed into, we expect this Robin Hood IPO sooner than later. Yeah. Um, within the next couple of months. When, when when GameStop happened, there was a massive cancel Robin Hood cry out, right? It was everybody switching off of Robin Hood to TD or Webull or some other brokerage. Is that still a thing? Did people actually switch? You know, any insight you can give us from from the you know the the folks that you're creating content for? Hmm. Um, so, to answer your question, yes, there people definitely switched, and okay. I have you know people tweet at me or message me on TikTok or DM me or whatever it is, saying like, "Hey, who do I switch to?" I I got off of this platform with no intention of even knowing who I'm going to. You know, and so there are people in that realm. I'm, okay. I mean, I'm huge in the realm of everyone needs somewhere to start. So I'm yeah. not, a, I'm not against Robinhood. I don't actually create content for Robinhood. Yep. Um, funny enough, I actually create more content for Tastyworks um, okay. because we trade together live on Mondays and Fridays. Um, wait, wait, wait! What do you do with Tastyworks? Taste, so, uh, Tastyworks, if you guys don't know, is is a uh, uh, options brokerage. Like, like maybe the best for options out there, but all right, keep going. So that's who I trade options with. So Tom Sosnoff, who's yep. the uh, co-founder of Tastyworks, um, is teaching myself and Errol Coleman, who I don't know if you guys have had him on the show, but he's another TikToker. Um, they're teaching us how to trade options. So I use their platform. We go live Mondays, Fridays there, but it's like that platform has been helpful, but so much more complex than the Robin Hood. So I, I can't just be like, someone's like, hey, who do I switch to? And I'm like, yep. uh, how about try? I would never be like, oh, try Thinkorswim. Like that's a huge jump. Um, but what I would say is, I'm trying to actually look at it right now. Today, there's an app that I use. I So in Robin Hood and TD Ameritrade alone, uh, let's see. Over $1.7 million today invested in Robinhood just on one of the apps that I use that collects like probably 30,000 users. So amongst 30,000 users, there's a couple million dollars being spent a day um, and that's in Robinhood. So people are people are still there. Yep. Yeah. As we saw with, with the Dogecoin run. <laughs> yeah. And people are getting back into it because of Doge. What are your thoughts on that? Like, what do you, do you, would you stick in, are you in Robin Hood? Do you use it? Is your doge in Robin Hood? Oh no, no you said you don't I, have Robin Hood. Yeah, I, I, I've, so, so I have an account. So, so Robin Hood is, is actually a good partner of Benzinga's. We, we power a lot of the content on Robin Hood. Um, hmm. You know, it's like, if you're looking at a stock, you'll see a lot of Benzinga content there. So I have an account so I can check it out, go through, make sure everything looks right, you know, yada, yada. Uh, but I just don't have it funded. I, 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 funnily enough, I, so I use interactive brokers Okay. Yeah. and the reason is, so I you know not like the most common choice. The reason <laughs> is 
this is I, I created this account when I was in college. This is my third account that I made after I blew up the first two or three. Um, so this is three or four. Okay. All right. I, I haven't blown any up for eight years. It was a, a rough start. Uh, but but because their their minimum deposit, if you were under the age of of twenty one, was a hundred dollars. And so it was the only account that I could actually open, right? Like TD Ameritrade, I think oh. had like a $500 limit. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, that's, that's the one that I can open. So, so <laughs> I, I went there and, and I, I liked the experience. So that's nice. So that, that's, that's how good. I got to interactive brokers. That's yep. not bad at all. Um, so, I did, my first, my first app was actually Weeble. I used Weeble and then I moved. Weeble, another you good friend of Benzinga. What other, uh, I'm curious. So you said you've blown up two accounts. Why not? I think three. Three? Yep. Have you recovered your losses? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, these were like, <laughs> these were like five. So, so, so the last account that I blew up was, was I think eight years ago and, and they were all like 500 to $2,000 accounts. Uh, uh -huh. one was like, like I got in like on the get rich quick penny stock scheme. Uh, you know, one of them was, I like way over traded. Like I was like, basically day trading when there was $10 commissions and I had like a thousand dollar account, you know? So like I basically just spent my account on commissions. Uh, and, and then the last one was... My uh, husband just walked in. Sorry. Uh, let's tell him to say hi. He there just got go. back from surfing. What the hell? <laughs> you guys don't have lawns, but you have surfing, okay? Great. The beach is three blocks away, so that's the benefit. Yeah, okay. All right. You left that out when you were saying, oh, we don't have grass here. Um, sorry, keep going. Okay, and then my, my third account that I blew up... Oh, this is a good one. This is a good story. All right. And, and, then, and then we'll get back to the market. Uh, but but this third account that I blew up was actually the how I got to Benzinga. I started at Benzinga when I was 19. Um, and, and so uh, That's young. The, the, the way that I got to Benzinga was I bought this this patent troll stock. OK, like it was a, a the company that did literally nothing other than they said that they had patents. They were going to sue Google because they had the, the copyright to Google search. Right. They, or they own the IP on Google search. Right. So every single you know, like 20% of all Google revenue was going to go to them, right? I, I loaded up, like put the whole account into this one, this one patent troll stock. Um, and I was just like shit posting on the do stock. You know what the, do you remember what the name of it was? Yeah. Uh, yep. Bringo. Bringo. It, do, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it's gone. Uh, Jeez Louise. <laughs> how I blew it up. Oh but, no. But, but Benzinga was like the only like, like place that was doing it at that time. It was sort of, you know, it was, it was articles on it, right? It was like one of the only places that was doing it on, on some of these smaller stocks, uh, you know, looked at Benzinga, saw that it was in the Michigan area, uh, reached out, you know, to say, hey, what's up? You know, I'm in college at, over at University of Michigan. See you guys are in the area. Nice to see, you know, fellow Ringo, you know, people <laughs> around. Uh, and and that, that's how I got to Benzinga. Oh my gosh, that's insane. Well, yep. then I should go and blow up an account and maybe I'll get a job out of it. There you go. See, that's the move, guys. Okay. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Um, but all right, Kayla, we'll, we'll, we'll let you go and, and get back to it. But in, any final words of wisdom, advice, things to share with us? Uh, just learning curves take time. It's been a freaking hard journey. I can't tell you how much FOMO I feel today, especially with the Doge thing. I'm like, why did I sell at six cents? So anyways, don't okay. let, don't let FOMO let you make emotional decisions and just keep going. 
All right, I do have one last question for you. This is something that, that we ask all of our guests who are cool on the show. A lot of them aren't cool, so they don't get asked this question, but all the ones that we actually can enjoy get asked this. We, we, we established some months back that like a sign of being a, a true adult is that you own a drill, so you can like drill things. I don't own a drill, you know? I, I'm not a true adult. So so the chat is wondering, do, do you own a drill? Austin, do we own a drill? go we've got a drill all right you're 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 a real adult now more, more than i am <laughs> well you guys have fun with pari and Addy and we'll chat later <laughs> all right talk soon bye. bye all right there it is guys she has a drill all right so wh whoever asked that question on the last minute i appreciate you looking out for us um again guys this is kayla robin hood kid uh, happy Mohammed, big shout out, big happy in the chat, dropping her social links in there. Stay in touch. You know, like, I, I love her tagline, right? I can turn your professor's 60 minute finance lesson in, in, into a 60 second video. Um, but all right, guys, let, let, let's get back to stocks. If you're just joining us, uh, I'm going to show you something on my screen here. Hold on just a second. Okay. All right. Check this out. So, so this is youtube.com. I have up on the screen. You're, you're going to see on your YouTube, not just on mine, just not just on 79 people's. There, there's a thumb button there, right? On, on, I promise you it's there on your YouTube. Go ahead, uh, uh, press that thumb button. The, the whole reason that we're doing this show, guys, is for the community, for Zinger Nation. If, if you're watching the show, you're hanging out with us every day, you are a member of Zinger Nation. Uh, you know, the, the more that we get in, in our nation, the merrier. We can talk more ideas, get more stocks, et cetera. Um, so there's the deal guys, go ahead, hit that like button, share the stream, th throw, throw, throw it on your, uh, uh, your, your Twitter, your Facebook, whatever it is. Um, and, and we'll, we'll get rolling, but all right, guys, uh, we, we have one stock that, that we have to talk about. I'm, I'm seeing the ticker flying in the chat nonstop. If you can guess what it is, Clover Health, C-L-O-V, Charlie Lima, Oscar, Victor, uh, you see it up there on the screen here. Let me make this a little better for you guys. There we go. All right. We're, we're looking at a, a two-day chart of Clover Health there on the screen. Um, stock is ripping right up 33.5%, 34%. Touch $10 per share. Shout out Clover. I, I don't know if you guys recall, but earlier this week, I said I still own Clover Health. I don't know why. I guess on a day like today, I am grateful that I do. Um, so, so, so there's the deal, guys. Uh, why is the stock up today? Uh, Benzinga actually had a, had a little bit of, of a part in the story, or, or so the, the Twitter sphere is blasting at me. Uh, yesterday, uh, Wayne Duggan, let's find this article here. Uh, let's see, Thursday, there it is. All right, yesterday, uh, Benzinga reporter Wayne Duggan Put, put, put out a story uh, on stocks that, that, that have high short interest. And, and what, what makes this unique that, that we were able to put out is that this is not the every two-week short interest, uh, uh, you know, the, like report that you get from the exchanges, right? They, they publish it and it shows the numbers. Uh, but Benzinga actually has, has a nice information relationship with, with this firm called S3. What, what S3 does is they measure and estimate short interest on a daily basis. Um, and, and so, uh, 
uh, basically what the, the, how S3 works is that they have an idea as to how many shares are getting lent out, um, you know, of, you know, by institutions to, to folks who either want to short the stock or go margin long the stock, check this out that the data that we got from S3. And again, this is different and way faster than, than what you get from your exchange reports. So that Clover health has 144.7% of its shorts of its float sold short i think Wait, we're the so first ones to report on that what's Luke, up jason resnick so the clover health that was probably one of the favorite longs of everyone on youtube wasn't it youtube twitter uh, the world yeah I, that was one i never liked though remember i remember yep because i was in their headquarters hey there's a new mod in the room i don't know who he is but i don't know we gotta we gotta like somehow be careful if there's some things that are being written that shouldn't be so Keep that in mind, whoever this mod is, the uh, mod moderator. Okay, be careful. Producer with AB, that's yeah, a message. Know. That's a warning to you, producer AB. Yeah, be careful. You gotta, Check yourself. You got to protect yourself. There's this guy we. Oh. Uh, uh, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, look at that. So Clover Health Pubmatic. Wow, I like Pub. I like Pubmatic. Don't you? Fifty percent. Yes, I do. On track root. Yeah, I, that's I, I another hot that. one. Blink, do you like? I don't remember. Did you ever get into Blink, Jason? It's like an EV charging no, play, I think. It. No, there's a lot of people in it too. There's a lot of people you in know, that. Um, and Jason, again, th th this is data that that's not like you know widely distributed to the retail crowds. This is data that the institutions get. You're you're able to see this data if you have a Bloomberg terminal and you're spending twenty five grand a year. Uh, Wayne got this info and was able to push it out to the world. Hey, Luke. Um, you yep. know one I do own. I made a lot of money on is ASO. I've been up. I'm up like sixty percent on ASO. ASO Academy Sports. Okay, what's this business? I don't know this one. Let's scroll down to the description here. All right, I just okay. I just, sporting goods stock. Luke, right. I just blocked. I just blocked the new mod. Do you hear me? You're hardcore. Yep, I hear you. Here, I'm gonna go out in the streets. Stacey, All right, Stacey. And, and you're in New York doing research on a new yeah, stock I'm, I'm idea for us, correct? Here in New York, I'm on the streets, someone on the handicap pet thing. Here we go. I got the I got rid of that mod who is doing some inappropriate stuff. I apologize about that. But ASO, yeah, I've owned that. I'm up 45. percent um, You know, happy with that kind of return. Um, did I lose you guys? Am I still here? Yeah, yep, right, you're still there. You're still there. We hear you. You sound good. Luke, you can go away. It's fine. I, I got well, this. Well, yeah. Well, um, will you I, give us a shot of Detroit or, or uh, Detroit, New York too? I, I want to see how active it is. Well, I'm not in times. I'm not in the. I'm in now. I'm at Park. I'm in Hedge Fund Planet right now. Here. I mean, there's people. All right. There's definitely some people. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. But keep going. I cut you. No, it's okay. Look, if you want to get a break, I got you for a few minutes. So, um, here we go. This is what we got going on the trades. It was a good interview Luke just did on the ones and twos. You guys know, I know you guys are all having a party this weekend. And thank you. I thank you. I think it was Cool Trader. Someone sent me a bottle of Dom Perignon for the BTN pick. You must have made a lot of money on that pick. So thank you on that one. Um, and that, that's awesome. I mean, I've made, I've made a nice five digits on BP, BTN. A nice five digits. Not six digits, but a nice five. I didn't, I didn't buy enough options that was my mistake i should have learned that from uh peso a long time ago but you know what i'm looking at right now i'm buying on weakness i bought um i bought on weakness uh, uh 
how is six not going to be at 60 in August? How is six not going to be at 60 in August? So I bought more six on weakness. Um, I bought a couple other things on weakness yesterday. God, I want to pull up my account. My arm's going to hurt. Um, yeah, so, you know, so I did buy that. And then I bought a couple more. Here, let me open up my E-Trade uh, e account. I'll tell you what I bought yesterday. One sec, guys. Got to put the water here. Got to balance. All right, we're, li we're live. It's an actionable street. Just give me one second. I got to open up the E-Trade account to uh, get it live. Hold on. Don't go away on me. One sec. One sec, guys. All right, I didn't go away, guys. I'm just um, opening up the E-Trade account so I can show what I bought yesterday, okay? Um, yeah, I got a Benzinga um, uh, swag shirt on right now. Um, if you guys want swag, tell E-Trade we want Benzinga. We want Benzinga. So let me go to my E-Trade account and tell you what I bought yesterday. Give me one sec, all right, buddy? Guys, hold on one sec. I'm just going to my menu of my orders from yesterday. Trade. Okay. All right. The screen is black I'm right here. now. I'm still here. Um, I said six will be at 60 by August. Like the letters, the symbol, six. Come on. The, the park, six, S-I-X. You guys don't know what that is? Six by August? Come on. You guys know six. Nope. That symbol, S-I-X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, six flags. Stop You're talking about six sector. flags, right? Disgusting. I'm saying six. Okay. Yeah, six flags entertainment. Bought, okay, what else did I buy? I bought Dallas. I bought Wynn. All right, I know what I bought now. Yes. What about, okay. how, how are you feeling about your wing style? All right, here's what I got. Here's what I bought yesterday. It's, it's raining out now. I got to go under the thing here. All right. Do you, bought, have, do you have a favorite um, umbrella stock? I bought, um, I bought some more Wynn. I want to put the Wynn in Las Vegas. W-Y-N-N. -N. I bought that yesterday on Weakness. Um, I bought more Wingstop, but don't buy Wingstop. You don't have to worry about uh, Wingstop. I bought um, I bought that one uh, by uh, yeah. So I bought six six flags. I didn't buy Wingstop, uh, but I did buy Wingstop. But don't follow me into that one. I just love the wings. And it's gonna might take a while, and there's a, and there's a lot more franchise it can, it can open up. So, right. And then I bought something else. Let's see what else I bought on weakness. Um, I just like to disclose everything. I sold HOFB. I sold SYSX. I sold Magnite, MGNI. I sold MOGO. Um, don't get mad at me, guys. Whoa, I whoa, whoa. Wait, wait. HRA. Wait, wait. SYSX. Oh, I bought more Delta. Oh, wait, I own Leslie. I don't need to buy more Leslie. I, I own enough Leslie. Wait, wait. SYSX? SYSX? Then, um, okay. And then I bought more Delta. I don't know if you can hear me or not. And then you guys know I had a huge week in BTN. BTN is a huge week. I'm buying drinks for the whole state of New York because of BTN this week. All right. So, uh, what do we? What do we? Oh, we're down today. Oh, I don't like it. That's being down. But BTN, I probably should sell some, but I didn't. Yeah, Tony, I'm not talking too fast. But it's it just it just you got to listen faster. Okay, I'm just kidding. All right, we'll see what happens. Much love, peace and love to the future of society. All right. The whole state of New York buying drinks on BTN. Uh, it would probably wouldn't last the whole state of New York. Um, I know. We should all meet up and do a meetup tonight. I, I hear you. I hear you guys. I hear you. We should have done that, but I didn't plan. I didn't plan. I didn't plan. It was Corona. You know, it was Corona. Jason, why, why, why don't you give um, everybody your address you know, and they, they'll, they'll just drop by when it's convenient. Central District, that's why you're not seeing as much action. 
Okay. Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me, Jason? Uh, can anybody hear me? Okay. All right. All right. Uh, if you guys can hear me, let me know. Jason either couldn't hear me or uh, <laughs> was just ignoring me. One of the two. You know, I get both all the time. All right. What can I say? All right. Shout out chat. Um, but, but, uh, yeah. All right. Wing stop. Let's go back to this one for just a second. And we're going to take it back to Clover health in a minute here, guys. Uh, but, but, but with regard to wing stop, okay. We, we let out a dirty secret about Benzinga yesterday. Jason was not on the show yesterday. He was on an airplane. The dirty secret is that Jason loves wing stop. Um, you know, he orders wing stop for the Benzinga office literally every day. And we all think it sucks. Literally, none of us like it. Every day, he literally every day he orders Wingstop, and and we we just we just we we just are too scared to tell him. Uh, <laughs> and so so yesterday when he was gone, we ordered Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> for, for for office lunch. So so yeah, that that that's the dirty secret of Benzinga. Don't tell him, okay? Uh, <laughs> but but that's the move there, guys. But all right, let, let, if, if you're just joining the show. Smash that like button, share the stream, right? This is all about Zinger Nation. This is the trade idea show. Um, we're we're going to be getting over, let me give you the stocks. We're, we're going to talk about Clover Health a little bit more. Uh, we're going to talk about support.com. We're going to talk about Coinbase, Voyager Digital, New York Times. Uh, and then we've got a handful of amazing guests who are going to be joining us as the show goes on. But all right, let, let, let's go back to this uh, Clover Health for a second here. C-L-O-V. Clover Health up 30%. Again, here's here's the two-day chart of the stock. Uh, I'm still in it. Let, let, oh, let me look at my average price on Clover. CLOV. So, so my average price on the stock is $14.11. So I am still absolutely getting smoked in it. Uh, let's, yeah, da- down, you know, 35% in the trade. But that's the deal there, guys, with, with, with my Clover. Um and again, the, if, if you're wondering why Clover is up, it's because one of our reporters here at Benzinga got, got the scoop from, from data that's typically only available to institutional traders. Uh, it, it, it's available on a uh, 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 on the Bloomberg Terminal, 25 grand a year. We're bringing it out there for the world, right? We're, we're out there every day in the streets for Zinger Nation. Uh, and, and that is the reason why Clover Health is running. The world saw this and said, holy crap, it's going to be a squeeze. Um, and, and, and so it, it looks like today we, we are getting a, uh, a, a squeeze on Clover Health. Um, and, and so, uh, uh, you know, sh- sh- shout out Benzinga team. Shout out Wayne Duggan for, for breaking that story for us and, and bringing the news out to the retail trading community. And guys, if, if you want to share this story, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll drop the link in the chat there in just a second. Um but all right, qu- qu- question that I'm seeing in the chat that's coming up. Uh, Luke, can you just quickly explain the – and, guys, I'm all alone today. I'm sorry, I'm doing an aside. Uh, I'm all alone today. I, I, I still don't have producer Rohan anymore. We, we, we had to get rid of producer Rohan. Um, so, so I'm out here by myself. I have no Jason Rasnick. I got to control the screens. I got to do the charts. I got to talk for two hours straight, okay? So, so I'm, if I'm, I'm slow here, on the chats, go away, AB. Um, if I'm slow – I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. You can say producer AB is going to take over at one o'clock. Uh, but if I'm slow on the chats, just, just drop it in again. I'm trying to like, you know, control 19 things at once. Uh, but, but all right, uh, quick, quick definition of float. So, so let's look at this. Why, why is float relevant here as we're talking about Clover health? 
um, because the number here is is the amount of the, the percentage of the float that sold short. Basically, what float means, it's different than shares outstanding. Um, it, it's it's because uh, uh, the the it, it's how many shares can actually trade, right? So so if there are shares that are restricted or or you know they're they're not available and, and freely open to actually trade on the public market, uh, you know that that's what the definition of float is, right? It's how many shares can actually change hands. The reason why a lot of traders care about this float number and, and a lot of traders look for low float stocks, right? Stocks that have fewer shares in their float that are available to actually trade. The, the reason why they like these names um, is because it takes less, less volume. It takes fewer market participants to start running that thing up, right? If you think about a stock that has a billion shares available, right? Literally a billion. Think about this. You go out and you buy a hundred, it's not going to have any impact on that stock price, right? But what if a stock had had a float of 150, 150 shares available to trade? You go out and buy 100, that stock is going to move. You are going to raise the price of that stock. No stock actually has as few as 150, right? In anything below, uh, let, let's call it maybe 5 million is, is what I would consider low float. If somebody else has some other numbers that they use for like that loose low float definition, that's what what it is. Uh, you know, shout out for, for the knowledge bomb there. Um but, but basically float means the number of shares that are actually available to trade. The, the two other numbers, you've got shares outstanding. That's how many shares are authorized, right? Again, they could be restricted shares. Um, they could be owned by insiders. They're, they're not actually out there on the market trading. Uh, and then you have shares authorized. So, so, so you have float is the smallest number. Shares outstanding, the, the second largest. Authorized is going to be the biggest number. Shares authorized, what, what that means is, uh, uh, oh, God. Shares authorized, that, that's the, the total number of shares that could become available. So, so a company might have a vote from their shareholders that says, if we need to raise money, we can go ahead and issue 100 million new shares, um, you know, collect, you know, it's called a billion dollars uh, into the company coffers, which we can use to support operations, fund growth, et cetera. Uh, so, so, so that's what it is. So somebody's saying 144% of the float, that that's not possible. It is. We found that out with GameStop. More than 100% of GameStop was sold short. Uh, it's it's because there there are certain market participants that 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 do not have the the same limitations, right? Where where they don't necessarily have to uh, uh, ha have the shares that that they can cover, right? Market makers uh, they they can just sell sell naked shorts without thinking that they can reasonably get the shares. Again, I learned that for the first time with GameStop, um, and and that's how it's possible to have over 100 and 100 of the float sold short. Other questions out of the chat. You guys got rid of Rohan. Is is Rohan gone? No, he's not gone. He's just gone from the show. Ba basically, I told him. I said, Rohan, we we have two we we have three people who work on the show full like like you know the whole time that it's going right. You have myself. You have Jason when when he's when he's not you know uh, out in New York doing some research for us. And you also have producer Rohan. I said, producer Rohan, we we had the same. 400 people, 500 people on this show in Zinger Nation every single day. Take the two hours that you use to produce this show and, and go study the uh, go study how we grow our audience. Okay, t t t reinvest the time. I'll figure out how to do the screen sharing and, and the banners and all that sort of thing, the cameras and the mics, the guests. I'll figure all of that out. It definitely makes it a little bit harder for me to read the comments. Uh, but you go figure out how to actually grow this YouTube channel, grow this show, get more people on here. So, so that's what where, where producer Rohan is. That's why we didn't have our soundboard yesterday. I couldn't figure that piece out, but don't worry. I got it back today. All right. Smash that like button, please. Next up on the docket.
let, let, let's talk about support.com. All right. Uh, th- this is a fun one, ticker SPRT. Support.com, calling it down to the front of the class. Here is a one-year chart with daily candles of support.com. All right. You guys can see about a month ago, and sorry if you listen to this show every day, you're, you're going to hear something that you've heard before. Support.com, trading at about $2 per share, spiked up to 9 bucks. When, when you hear a name like Support.com, what, what do you think? What comes to your mind? What's their business? I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up on my screen. Let's go take a look. Support.com, okay, the world's home sourcing leader for customer support. That makes sense, right? It's called Support.com. They do customer support. I, I like it, right? Um Check this out. Uh, when we get this big jump in the share price of support.com, it's because the company came out and they said, hey, we're not your, your support service anymore, which is a perfectly good, fine, reasonable business. We are now a Bitcoin miner. They came out and told the world we are now into Bitcoin mining. Think of us as a Bitcoin stock. The share price jumped. Whenever these companies do this, I, I think it's it's bullshit. They're trying to manipulate the price of their stock. They're trying to get all of us retail traders, uh, uh, you know, suckered into this thing. And so when this happens, I love to revenge trade these stocks. Is that the mature thing to do? Maybe it's not, but, but, but I like it. Okay. War face. Ah, that's a war face. Now let me see your war face. All right. So I put on my war face. I, I came after this one. I, I, I bought puts on the stock about $5 puts on the stock when it was still trading in the eights. These puts are expiring tomorrow. Yesterday we had the great debate on the show. Okay. Let's go to a two day chart. All right. Yesterday on the show, the stock was trading at about four bucks. And, and the question was, should, should, should I sell the puts now that are expiring today? Uh, or or should I, I let it ride? Let's have some fun. Let's yellow this one so you can check back in on it tomorrow. Ha- have a little bit of Friday fun. We're letting it go, baby. We are letting it go. We didn't bomb out of the puts. Stock's down another 11% today, which means that our puts are up another 50%. So, so we, were, we made 61% on the trade. Again, this is a trade that we did live on the show, guys. All of these trades, right? I just have four on my screen right now. This is my live brokerage account. Here's my account number. Uh, everybody says don't show your account number. It's not going to do anything for you. I got like 19 factor authorization on there. But but again, all right, all four of these trades, all the trades, we do them live on the show. So if you're new here, hit that subscribe button. We're, we're always trading together. We're up 61% on the support.com. It fell through that critical $4 level. It kept bouncing off of the fours yesterday. We made a new low all the way down to 375. It's an ugly chart. I think it's going to retest that 375 again. So I am holding on to this one. We're going to be checking in on the trade throughout the next hour. We, we might be trading it. Shout out Andre in the chat. He hit that short for me. Um, so so there you go, guys. We're letting it ride. Um, and and there, there there's our, our update on support.com. Uh, producer AB, I'm, I'm calling you back into the flesh. Uh, you have a big interview coming up, correct? Yes, sir. We have the All right, give, give us a preview of, as to who, who we're going to have joining the show in a minute here. So we have the CEO and director of Capricorn, Capricorn Therapeutics. It's a uh, biotechnology company. Her name is Linda Marbon. And that should be really exciting because they're involved in kind of some, some production of some vaccines, stuff like that. So it's very timely. Um, so I'm excited about that. And I know we have some people in the chat are there as, as well. We'll be with you. Always. All right. 
So, so, so there's the move. Uh, pr- producer AB is going to be taking that interview in just a second here. He is hanging out in Detroit HQ with us today. Um, so, so there's the move there, guys. Uh, coming up on the show, uh, we're going to talk about New York Times. I gave my short thesis on New York Times yesterday. I didn't actually enter the trade yet. So, so we're going to be entering an option trade on New York Times live on the show. I'll, I'll be doing that. Um, uh, let's see. So, so we'll talk about Coinbase. We're going to talk about Coinbase, Voyager Digital, all the crypto stocks. Um, and then again, guys, if you have specific tickers for us to talk about, drop them in the chat. We'll, we'll, we'll probably be be looking uh, at the uh, uh, the clover again before the day is up today. Um, so so there's the deal, guys. And, and again, I'm out here without my producer Rohan. So shout out Ruel in the know. chat. Ruel, how we doing? Shout shout out Ruel in the chat. Um, Let's check. Let's check back on some of the stocks that we talked about yesterday. Let's go to New York Times, and then I also want to check on. I uh, just previewed that. I said we're going to get to it after your interview. Oh, uh, that's right. We're going to do right. New York Times. We're going to do Coinbase in a, in a minute here. What about, uh, what about Vici, real quick? The one that I pitched yesterday. I want to look at that. I've looked at it once today. V I C I. You pitched this stock yesterday. It's up one percent today. Uh, they've got a dividend coming up. It's a SPAC play. They own golf courses. Give us the, the thesis again on this one, Producer AB. Well, they actually own, uh, I did some more research last night. They actually own like 32 casinos throughout the country. It a, was a spinoff of Caesars Palace. So they own Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. Um, also some golf courses out there. Um, and yeah, I, I like the stock. I don't know if you've been to a, a casino recently, um, but I went to one a couple of weeks ago, you know, masked up and everything. We, we were being safe, but uh, it was packed absolutely packed like couldn't even get a seat at, a, at any tables um and, and so you know we've, we've talked about this that a lot of reopening plays are kind of played out um but yeah, this is I'm, one that I, I'm sick of the reopening trade I agree but this is one that I haven't really seen talked about a lot I mentioned yesterday I like the financials chart looks good um so I'm, I'm gonna stay in it all right ch- check this one out producer AB uh and, and for everybody in the chat okay I went to an AMC movie theater for for the first time uh, since COVID, right? I, for the for the first time since COVID, I went out to the movies exactly one week ago today, right? This is last Friday, seven thirty p.m. Eastern. Check out the scene at an AMC theater. Looks pretty like, I was like, what a reopening trade? Everybody's talking about, you know, like record travel and stuff. I mean, maybe that's the case, right? We'll have to look at numbers. The airline numbers do look good, right? Well, we'll let's we'll check the TSA numbers next week. Um, but again, I was shocked. I sort of expected it to be at least a little bit bump at the, at the AMC movie theater. Um, but I mean, it's it's dead. So, so you're so off. It. Did, did you trade AMC at all like a few months ago back in January? No, I, I never. Yeah, I, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I don't remember. I definitely traded the crap out of GameStop and they naked. don't call you. They don't I call see you somebody hot. in the chat saying he's lying. He's so baller. They closed the joint for him. I did actually rent a private mo- theater. I did rent a like, but that's just one of the rooms, right? They got like 20 screens, but but we did rent out one of them for, for a birthday party. That's why we were there. Um, But all right, producer AB, I'm going to turn it over to you. You've got a big interview coming up. Again, guys, when we come back, we're going to talk about Coinbase and all the crypto stocks. We're going to talk about New York Times making a live options trade on that. 
and we'll probably come back to Clover Health. I jotted down some tickers from the chat here. We got Penn. Uh, we've, we've got Viacom. And again, if you have other tickers you want to take a look at, Riot, I see in there too. Um, go ahead, drop those tickers in there, and we will take a peek. We'll see you soon, Luke. All right, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and bring our special guest right Dr. Linda Marbon, how are we doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Did I say that right? Mar oh, Marbon? Perfect. Oh, wow. Good. I'm glad. So to give, give our audience a little more background. Um, just introduce yourself real quick. I'm, you're the CEO of uh, Capricorn Therapeutics, correct? That's right. My name is Linda Marban. I'm the CEO of Capricorn Therapeutics. Um, I have a PhD by background, so I came to biotech from the bench. I've been running the company for about 11 years, publicly traded, NASDAQ listed, CAPR is our symbol. We are developing uh, products to treat rare diseases and also um, vaccines for um, infectious disease using exosomes, which are um, the way cells communicate with each other. They're tiny little vesicles that allow us to put mRNA inside, similar to Pfizer and Moderna, but we think we might be developing something that's safer, um, potentially less toxic, um, and may confer longer lasting immunity than the Gen 1 vaccines that are out there. Um, but we also have a pipeline of therapeutics coming behind that, sort of the assembly line of using these exosomes uh, to drive biology, uh, drive uh, gene therapies that are sort of shorter lasting, but potentially safer. Understood. That's interesting. So were these exosome uh, vaccines like something you were working on before COVID or, or is that started like right when COVID hit last year? Yeah, so we've been working on exosomes for a while. There's um, one other publicly traded company that's working on exosomes. It's called Kodiak. Uh, they're developing exosomes to deliver chemotherapeutic agents. Um, we had uh, conceived of the idea of using exosomes to deliver other types of therapeutic agents, maybe even to treat genetic diseases. Um, but when COVID came along, we realized the best proof of concept of an mRNA-based therapeutic loaded into an exosome would be to develop a vaccine. So our vaccine is multivalent. That means it doesn't just have the spike protein in it, like the ones that are currently being used. Uh, we have several of the other viral proteins in it, most notably the N or nucleocapsid protein, which is the one that is um, the most largely expressed by the virus. Um, and we believe that because it doesn't vary as much within the variants, um, it's likely that it could have a broader base protection against some of the different types of variants. So we started working on this strategy with our colleagues at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore um, right around the beginning of the pandemic. And, and we expect to be uh, testing it in clinical trials by the third quarter of 2021. Got it. That's really interesting. And I'm not, you know, I don't have as much biotech science uh, knowledge as, as you do, obviously, with the PhD. But but from what I understand, some of the vaccines you're working on um, could potentially even lead to a vaccine for something like the common flu, which, of course, now is something that we have to get a different flu shot for each year. And it's a different shot. So is that something like you could get one shot for a common flu vaccine and then boom, you're vaccinated for it? 
not forever. So what exosomes do um, that really change the game and these new mRNA vaccines do is they allow us to very quickly change on the fly. So the flu vaccine that we've got traditionally has been made in eggs. You have to make it way in advance of uh, when you think flu season is coming. And if you miss, if you miss the type of flu that you're going after, you've sort of missed your vaccine opportunity. mRNA, we can make it in the lab and we can make it fast. So we can adjust very quickly to changing pandemics or flu. The nice thing about the exosomes with the mRNA is it's really non-toxic. So it probably won't make people have those kinds of symptoms that we've all had from the COVID vaccine, flu-like symptoms, headache, aches and pains, things that might keep you out of work for a day. We definitely don't want that once a year. Got it. And yeah, I know that's something like with the flu vaccine or the flu shot, sorry, that they, they're kind of like, get, not guessing, but they're, you know, just hoping they get it right. And I know a couple years ago, I think it was 2018, the flu shot ended up being not that effective, or maybe it was 2017. And it, and it was a bad flu year that year because of that. So um, is something like this product what would um, alleviate that problem? Yes. So um, there's now two mRNA-based vaccines out there. Obviously, most people know them as Pfizer and Moderna. Um, they're made into something called a lipid nanoparticle, which is man-made and pretty toxic. It's what makes people feel pretty sick after they get the vaccine, or at least that's what uh, most of the field thinks. But the exosomes, which we use, as I mentioned, probably will cause less side effects. And so we can build flu vaccines that will have the same efficacy as an mRNA vaccine um, that could treat any disease, but it will likely be less toxic and also have less side effects and could be longer lasting. So you mentioned that uh, Capricor's you know, mRNA vaccine will be like a little less toxic, might be a little safer. Is Do you have genuine concerns about the, the current vaccines that are being distributed right now? Not in terms of safety. Certainly the Moderna and the Pfizer have you know, proven that they are very safe. I got the Pfizer vaccine myself. Um, but what happens is, and I think most of us um, have our war stories of the vaccine side effects, how, you know, you feel kind of crappy for a day or two afterwards. And, you know, you run a fever and it's like you have a little flu. And I always say to people, look, if we're doing this for a pandemic, you know, take one for the worldwide team, right? But if you have to do it every year for the flu, I think that adaptability might go down. There's also some data to suggest that repeat dosing with lipid nanoparticles will reduce the effectiveness of the mRNA vaccines. And we think that with exosomes, effectiveness should stay constant, whether you have to have one booster or 20 boosters over the course of 20 years. Interesting. So, so the benefit, basically, efficacy stays the same and you, there's just less side effects. You're not going to feel crappy. Um, that sounds good to me. You know, I wish I wish that was available right now, honestly. I get calls every day. And, and you know, in addition, as I mentioned, our vaccine candidate is what they call multivalent. It means we have more viral proteins in it than any of the currently available ones. So there's four major viral proteins, the S, the M, the N, and the E. The ones now have the S protein or mRNA for that protein. Ours has the S, the M, the N, and the E. So all four major viral structural proteins are in our construct, which allows you to build more fences um, in terms of the invasion of the pathogen. Got it. Um, so, so segueing from the from the uh, COVID vaccines and the different mRNA vaccines, are there any over-the-counter products or anything like that that Capricor is working on? 
So we're primarily an FDA-approved uh, type of therapeutic development company. Um, we have a late-stage uh, clinical product for Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's a X-linked disease. It means that it's primarily in boys, um, and that causes muscle wasting in which ultimately they lose their ability to walk, use their arms and legs, breathe, and ultimately lose their lives, usually in their 20s. Uh, we have a late-stage product for that, so we are um, anticipating either doing a small phase three clinical trial or working with FDA for approval of this product because the data suggests that we have both improvements in skeletal muscle function, so the ability to use those muscles, but also cardiac muscle function, which we know is one of the number one killers of this patient population. So we're hoping that uh, we'll have um, news soon, again, by the third quarter of this year as to you know, which path we're going to pursue uh, with FDA, whether a small phase three or um, hopefully uh, working towards a biologic license application and full approval. And do you know, uh, just off the top of your head, kind of what the what that market opportunity is like for, for a drug that could cure or not cure, but um, I guess alleviate some of the symptoms of, of muscle uh, dystrophy? Yeah. So the market size is actually pretty good. You know, the rare disease market is great, uh, especially for small biotech to develop. Um, we anticipate about 10,000 patients per year, four doses per year. And, you know, we don't have um, reimbursement guidelines yet, but we're thinking, you know, somewhere around five or $600,000 per year. Um, it rapidly becomes a multi-billion dollar market opportunity. Did you say there are any other companies kind of in that field that are working on, on, a, on a muscle dystrophy uh, drug? Yeah. So the um, other companies in the space would be Sarepta, sort of the major one, and then there's a company called Solid Biosciences. Both of them are working on treating the genetic mutation that causes muscular dystrophy. They're gene therapies. Gene therapy is great, and, you know, hopefully in the next couple of years, maybe 10 years, um, we'll have gene therapeutics that are long lasting and safe for all patients and really do um, almost curative technology. But the good news is, is even if you have gene therapy that works, uh, CAP1002, our product, uh, will be very important because it also works on modulating the inflammation caused by these diseases. So muscular dystrophy is our first play, um, but certainly we would continue to develop uh, the cells for use in other rare diseases. So I want to back up for a second on the muscle dystrophy drug. So um, you said you were getting ready for phase two or phase three? Phase three. So that's testing with patients that have the, the disease, correct? Yes. So we've already done a phase two in the patients that have the disease. And we saw a really remarkable and statistically significant improvement in muscle function. And we also saw a remarkable and statistically significant improvement in cardiac function. So our goal uh, in working with FDA is either to take that phase two data and work towards a rapid approval, sometimes it's called accelerated approval, or to do this phase three clinical trial. And we'll have uh, updates on that by the third quarter. Yeah, that, that's I was I, I was interested about the market opportunity because obviously with uh, with uh, MD if it if it mainly affects males obviously that's only half the population and a lot of rare diseases affect females and males so that increases the the size of the market opportunity there. Yeah, this is a very good market opportunity. You know, and the 
the nice thing about rare disease is a lot of the payers only have a few of these in their networks, and so they typically will reimburse for it because um, they recognize that in a rare disease space, it's important to provide every opportunity. And we have the benefit of potentially having life-extending opportunity with improvement in cardiac function. So it's not just quality of life, you know, maintain your muscles um, so that you can you know, drive your wheelchair, brush your hair, drink a glass of water if you're over 21, you know, a beer. And we've had families call us and say, you know, my kid um, wants to go to college and, and we think that now he's going to be able to live in a dorm if he stays on your drug. So we're pretty excited about it. Wow. So that that um, DMD, it's, so it's Duchenne muscle dystrophy. So that DMD drug is absolutely has the potential to be life-changing potentially yes really exciting opportunity for the patients and of course for the company are there any other i mean outside of the um the vaccines you're working on and the, uh the dmd drug are there any other things that investors can kind of look forward to yeah so you know um there's a company now called moderna i bet you all have heard of it by now um but moderna started um out as wanting to do mrna therapeutics and they started in vaccinology because it's the best way to demonstrate the power of the um mrna type of delivery system if you can put mrna in the body um, you know it becomes a protein if you mount an immune response. So our vaccine program, like Moderna's, is just that proof of concept. But where we're really going to be heading in the next six months to a year, and, and hope you guys uh, stay tuned and pay attention, is developing sort of this as a plug-and-play for uh, therapeutic development. And if you think about DMD, it's a monogenic disease. So there's a problem in the DNA that makes the protein bad. Gene therapies are trying to fix the DNA. Our proposal is let's just treat with the mRNA, make healthy proteins. Sure, if you and your children have to come in, you know, once a quarter to get that infusion, that's okay. It's very safe. You get functional protein, um, and you get to continue on with your life uh, while we wait for gene therapies to sort of become that perfect fix. Um, I want to I want to back up real quick. Where where's Capricorn? Where are you guys located? Yeah, right now we're based in Los Angeles, California. Um, our labs and our research facility are at Cedar sinai Medical Center, and then our offices are just down the road in Beverly Hills. Got it. Nice. Must be nice out there. We're, we're up in Detroit, which it's getting nice right now in, in the springtime, but you might have a little... I see some... I, I ask because I can see some kind of palm trees in the, in the background. Yes. Yeah, it's, um, it's this is our cool time of the year, so it's in the 60s right now, so it's kind of chilly. Oh, that's nice. Um, <laughs> Well, all right, Linda, thank you for joining us. Is there any, I already asked, is there anything else investors can look forward to, but just any any final thing you want to leave us with? Yeah, so Capricor is, you know, really excited about this extension of its platform into these exosomes. Exosomes, I'll tell your investors and your, and your people this, exosomes, I believe, are going to be the biotechnology what antibodies were 30 years ago. They were new, they were kind of exciting, there was a few companies doing it, and now I think the top 10 selling drugs are antibody-based. And, you know, let's look 10 years down the road, I think the top 10 selling drugs are going to be exosome-based, and I want to be at the front of that line in terms of their development. Yeah, well, I'm excited. I mean, I, obviously, I don't know all the science behind the exosomes, but it sounds great to be able to, to get a vaccine without the side effects. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you again for joining us today on the Power Hour. Thanks. I really enjoyed it. Have a great day. You do the same. Bye-bye. All right, y'all. That was Dr. Linda Marbon, the CEO of Capricorn Therapeutics. It's a NASDAQ-traded company, ticker CAPR. Go check that out. Sounds like they're working on some really exciting things. 
Um, let's see what everyone is. What's what is everyone looking at in the chat right now? Oh, we got Hot Stocks Luke back too. Let's see what he's up to. Hi, Mr. Hot Stocks. What's up? What's up? What's up? Awesome interview, producer AB. As always. I apologize. I've seen some comments in the chat about my audio. We, I, I don't know. Does it sound okay to you? Fake news. <laughs> it's all that I got to say about that. Fired. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Producer AB, awesome interview as always. Can you give us that, that, that ticker one more time, please? C-A-P-R. On C-A-P-R, the NASDAQ. C-A-P-R, pulling it up on the you pull it, You had the chart up or no? No, I, I didn't, you know. Okay. Yeah, it would make sense for a stock market show. There we go. Awesome, guys. Capricorn Therapeutics. C-A-P-R. Producer A-B. All right, what, what do you want to jump to next, Producer A-B? Um, well, what you teased earlier, you know, I want to check do coin? That. I'll give yeah. you some options, okay? Oh, I like crap. options. <laughs> I'll have my notepad on my desk. <laughs> I got up for a second. All right, l- l- let's start with Coinbase, all right? All right, check it out. Here's some action on, on Coinbase. Uh, you know, stock is flat, still hanging out. Um, you know, my opinion on the stock remains unchanged, guys, uh, which is that until this stock can get above its opening price, it's not interesting to me. The line in the sand to watch, $381. That's where the stock debuted, right? The reference price, that $250 number, throw it out of your head. It, it, it's useless. You, you don't need to pay attention to it. Guys, 381 that is the line in the sand. That's the number to watch. If the stock can g- get above and hold that 381 level, which was unable to do on its first day of trading, uh, it becomes interesting to me again. Until then, you know, we'll, we'll just let it hang out. We talked about this all week on the show. We, we often see that, that you know, when these high-profile IPOs happen, the first day is strong. They, they show some strength on the first day. Okay, that's great. Um, but, but more often than not, and this is not Luke Jacoby saying this, right? This is not me, uh, you know, just making this information up. Um, the, the academic research, and plenty of it, shows that more often than not, stocks trade lower one year after they debut as a public company than, than where the share price opened at. Okay, so, so we've seen that with a lot of these high-profile ones. The example I always like to cite is Facebook, because Facebook was literally so highly anticipated that it broke NASDAQ. The only stock that literally broke NASDAQ, um, which maybe we should talk about that for a second. I've got a good story there, and it's, it's Friday story day. Uh, but again, I, I'm hanging out on the sidelines in Coinbase and tell them. I throw this one out to the chat. Throwing it out to Zinger Nation, guys. If you guys like Coinbase right here, 332 throw me the one in the chat if you don't like it you just want to hang out uh th- throw me a two I'm, I'm curious where the world is at with this one ab what, what's your what's your quick take on coinbase coinbase I, I mentioned the other day i want to see it get back down to that like 310 level that it hit on that first day where it caught that support and if it does that it might be a little bit more enticing to me but i agree with you that i think it's worth just kind of sitting on the sideline waiting um yeah that's my that's my thoughts on that all right and Zinger Nation, if you're again, if you're watching the show, you're hanging out with us, you are a member of Zinger Nation on your YouTube. I guarantee you have this thumb. It's not just on my YouTube screen. You have it on yours too. There's a thumb there. You go ahead and press it. Watch just like that. Boom. Let's run these numbers up. Friday, fun day. All right. The, when when boss man Jason Raznick comes back, we got to show him. Hey, we put up some decent numbers without you, sir. If we if we get to 200 likes, Luke will 
Luke will make a live trade on the show. Should we, should we do a Benzinga Pro giveaway at 250? Yeah, we're doing it. All right. All right. A quarter, quarterly, quarterly we essential. Done this. I, qu- I actually got banned from this. Spencer is real. All right. We're, we're banned from doing this on the show. Spencer is out of earshot. I threw up my Spencer Israel. I couldn't hear. Uh, here, here's what we used to do to have fun, okay? When the light counter hits 250, whoever has the comment in the chat at that exact second that we hit 250 likes gets a free subscription to Benzinga Pro. All right? So so I'll keep an eye on it. When we're getting close, we'll, we'll watch it together and, and see who's winning that one. We're, we're a ways away. But hit hit those, get it close, and then the, we'll, we'll let the fun ensue, okay? It's a good one. Um, but all right, uh, without further ado, let, let, let's look at these other crypto stocks, VYGVF, Voyager Digital. Sorry, guys, I know I let you down. Uh, hanging out down another 5%. Here's the five-day move on that stock, 28 to 21. Not great. Um, the, the company has a couple issues, right? They're, they're having some deposit issues. The, the Q1 numbers are still going to be rocking it. I think that I'm going to get back into the stock uh, into earnings, but but I'm out now. I, I bombed out on the day of the Coinbase IPO. So so somewhere in this range. So far, it's been the right decision. Uh, Riot. Let's look at Riot. Uh, and I want to zoom these out too. So so here here's the one month chart of Riot uh, and Mara ticker M A R A. I'm not in either of these. Both of these stocks have seen a little bit of pain coming off of that Coinbase IPO. But 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 the real driver of these companies. Are the uh, uh, is the price of Bitcoin right? That that's what really drives these stocks. It, it it's not uh, in anything to to do with uh, Coinbase or trading, right? Totally different businesses, right? Voyager is actually a very close business. These stocks have nothing to do with it. It's the price of Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin has been strong. It's holding what sixty one k ish. These stocks have gotten hammered. So so I actually sort of like the Bitcoin miners. I I might actually open a position in this one. And Mara? I'm going to open a small position in Mara. We'll do it live on the show if we get to 250 likes. We're at 200 right now. We need no, 50 no. more likes. All right. 50, We're two- doing the Benzinga Pro giveaway at 250. Don't take this away from me. Oh, hey, All right, here. here. And, and let, 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 let's bring our good frog dyslexic. Again, guys, if we get to 250 likes, we're giving away a Benzinga Pro. I'm banned from doing it. Spencer Israel is gone. Producer, producer Rohan isn't on the show anymore. He's got to research how to build our YouTube channel. Um, Drew, Drew Levine is here. Drew, Drew, I'm a, I, I'm thinking about opening a trade in Mara. Uh, I have not gotten into the stock yet, but before I hit it, do you have any opinions? And then I'm going to show you why I like it. I, I've got two things that I like about the stock. Well, that was just <laughs> anticlimactic as hell. Oh hell no! Yeah, whatever, Drew. Just busting into the stream. Wait, wait, wait. He's unfrozen. Come on, I, 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 I like Mr. Drew. Drew, can you hear us? Dyslexic investor. Can you guys hear me? There we go. All right. What, what's up, Drewski? All right, I'm, I'm about to hit Mara. I, th- I think I'm about to hit Mara. Do you have an opinion on that stock? I do. I actually like Mara more than some of the other uh, Bitcoin. What the fuck is that? That's how I feel about Drew right now, okay? <laughs> I like right. Mara more than some of the other Bitcoin miners, uh, SOS. and Oh, Drew, you're with us now. No, you guys hear me or no? Yeah, yeah, I hear you every time. Oh, I'm lagging out, but I can't, I can't really hear you guys. But 
you guys are talking about Mara here. I think it's an interesting crypto play. I'm more of a exchange type of guy just because these miners are so dependent on the price of crypto. Well, it's like Voyager Digital, Coinbase, you know, if it's volatile, they're making money, right? If it goes up or down, it doesn't really matter. So 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 here's actually why I like Mara Drew Ski. So two reasons. First one, the stock has gotten washed out with, with, with the Coinbase collapse, right? We we said on Monday before two days before Coinbase was even going live, right? We we we, we said on Monday that, that if Coinbase cannot hold its its open price, whatever the price it opens at. There's going to be pain in the sector. I bombed out of all of my positions when it gave up that 381 price. Uh, sure enough, there was pain in the sector. Um, Mara's gotten swept up in that. Mara's business model has nothing to do with Coinbase's, right? And and, and so Mara's stock has, has gotten a little bit hammered, but but the price of Bitcoin has been supported and stayed strong, right? We're like we're hanging out around around 61,000. So that's actually a reason why I like the stock. The other reason I like the stock is that I've never seen a more aggressive company in my life, right? And again, I've been at Benzinga for eight years, let alone the, you know in, investing before that. Um, check this out. Their, their investor deck, page two of their investor deck, Drew. Drew, are you watching? Yeah, I am. That's crazy number. Are you, are you watching this, Drew? I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome. 500,000 of monthly revenue to 103 million in a year. That's some That's good growth. This moment that he knew, he fucked up. All right, so what do you think of that, Drewski? So, so I I like it on the swing. I think the stock will have some room to recover because again, the price of Bitcoin has been supported. It's gotten washed out with Coinbase. They have nothing to do with each other from the businesses. Um, and then I love the the aggressive nature of this. That's why I'm going to pick this one over a riot, over an Ebon, over an SOS, etc. So, what's their market cap at? I don't know. They're around right. four billion, I believe. Three three point eight. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I see four. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so if they get up to that, you know, a hundred and three million dollars of revenue, is that I'm guessing that's yearly, it's not quarterly. Wait, 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 Drew. Drew, Drew. Monthly revenue to hundred and three million. That's okay. crazy. That I've never seen crazy. anything like this from a public major exchange stock before, have you? Bro, that's unheard of. 500K. They're just coming out there and saying it. 500K to 103 million a month. You're like a year, a quarter, literally a month. That is ridiculous. All right. I, I just went right over my head. I didn't realize it's not a month. Yes, um, I know. So, so all right. Come on, interactive brokers. Try to connect. Log in, baby. You got this. Um, but 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 again, uh, that that's the deal there. Somebody say it sounds like a, a pump by a desperate bag holder. Well, that person is new to the show because literally every day I show my whole live portfolio. Here's every stock that I own on the screen right now. Check it out. Never traded Mara before. You can even see my account number. Everybody says don't show your account number. Uh, you know, I've got 19 factor authorization. I don't care. Give it, give it a go. You're not getting through. Um, uh oh. So, all right. That that's the deal there. All right, so Mara, I like. I can't actually get logged in, so 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 maybe we're not gonna be able to, to trade Mara today. But it's on the radar. Uh, Drewski, do, do you do you have any other names that you want to talk about right now? I'm gonna go get my notepad. I asked the chat. I said, uh, you know, what what stocks should should we be looking at um, today? I wrote them down on a notepad. I, I dropped it. 
Um, you know, now, now I need to go find that notepad. So, so Drew, tell us what's. Yeah. So, you know, everyone I think knows I'm a big, uh, Palantir guy. I just increased my position, uh, quite a bit this week as Palantir was hanging around, uh, pretty low here. I, I see we got some tickers coming in the chat too. So I'll definitely talk about that. So that's looking pretty good. Love sack is a stock I brought up earlier this week. Stock has been extremely volatile this week. Been, you said Love Sack? Love Sack, yeah. Ticker symbol L O V, Love. Um, oh, wait, okay. I was going to say L U V or Love is uh, Southwest, but that's L U V. What does Love Sack do? I've never heard of that company. Yeah, so they sell like luxury couches and they call them section, or sectionals or sectionals. Uh, they also have a beanbag that's like a few thousand dollars. Um, I think maybe it's like a grand or two. It's just like very uh, expensive couches and like these insanely big bean bags. You said so the ticker is L O V. L O V. I'm seeing Spark uh... Network. Is that right? Nope. The Love Sack Company. L O V. They're on Nasdaq. You got the wrong ticker. Love. L O V E. L O V E. So that's, yep, that's Oscar not... Victor Echo. Love sack. All right. Yeah. So I think so that Jason be in the chat helping us out with the ticker. <laughs> They're an interesting company. I mean, they had a lot of pop-up shops, you know, these like Bed Bath and Beyond, like it's kind of like I guess one of their competitors you could think of it. And they're they're definitely pushing more towards the e-commerce. Uh, I know they were wor really working on like mall spaces and all this stuff, but um uh, they have a really interesting business model, I think, is they're trying to kind of bring everything online. And this year, they've done insanely well. Uh, they're down at $10. Now they're up going towards 70 and they performed really well. Okay. All right. I, I dig it. Um, I, but, I don't. I'm sorry, Drew. <laughs> no, it's sad. Yeah. What, what's the deal with it? There's just so many, like, I think good, exciting companies out there. I'm not going to invest in one that's making bean bags, or at least as their primary business model. They're revolutionizing the couch space. What about Is Wayfair? Isn't, isn't Wayfair doing that too? So this company like has the whole vertical integration, right? Wayfair, you know, people thought they were selling kids for a while. Nobody knows where Wayfair gets their stuff from, right? That was like a QAnon that's conspiracy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just playing. It's but Friday. Who knows? Now, um, but like this company, right? They had like pretty horrible, um, you know, multiples. Like things were looking pretty bad. They were selling off way before the pandemic, and they've just totally turned around their their sales and whatnot. And they've just been killing it. I think their valuation is getting more and more friendly, and they've seen some pretty insane growth. Forty percent year over year growth a three price to sales, like very reasonable stuff. And if you think about them as an e-commerce store, I think you know, everyone, everyone has to have a couch. You're not, you don't have to, but everyone likes to have a couch, right? It's, it's not going away. And I think buying a couch online is just, just the future. All right, Drew, let's make a little gentleman's bet. I, the stocks that I'm looking at right now, it's at $68 right now. Love sack. I bet you in three months. So on July 15th, or so, this stock will be trading below $60. I would gladly take that bet. Um, I think you can't, first of all, it's on this insane uptrend, right? It went from 10 to almost 70 here. 
But um, yeah, we can definitely make that bet. I'll hold you accountable. Why is my birthday? We have to we have to f- figure out what one of us has to do on live. Whoever loses, you know. Yeah, maybe like shave their head or something. Trying to get a haircut. Let's do it. Cool. Oh, All we'll right. See. I I just filled on Mara, guys. Uh, I I I hit a half starter position. So 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 I got fifty. Fill fill at thirty nine twenty. Um, again, st- starting small here. The chart is ugly still. Again, we, we just talked about why I'm getting into the stock, but there's the trade there for you guys. Again, this is the most transparent stock market show on the market. Everything that we do, unless something wild has happened, um, you know, that, that that's the move there. Wait, Luke, quick, quick, quick Benzinga Pro update. Yeah, we, we're at, we're 26 likes away. We're at 224. When we get to 250, first comment we see in the chat is getting a free quarter of Benzinga Pro Essential. That's yeah, free- boom. Again, guys, we're, I'm banned months. from doing this. I used to do this every day. And Spencer Israel, jealous guy, he hosts our pre-market prep show. It's way more boring, right? It's a, it's a serious show. This is the F around, you know, hold puts into expiration show. Uh, he banned me from doing this. He said, you know, you're, you're giving too much away. I'm trying to build the community up too much. I said, all right, Spencer, I'll stop. But, but he can't hear me. He's out of earshot. So, again, guys, share this stream. Hit the like button. We'll run it up to that 250. Whoever has a comment. Right when we hit 250 on the dot, gets there, Benzinger Pro. But you got to share the stream to get get more zingers in here. You know, re- represent Zinger Nation. We're doing this thing, guys, for for a reason. Um, Drew, we're, we're gonna go look at support.com. SPRT. But I'm Yolo. Oh, yes, it keeps going, baby. Yeah, puts right. I remember. I remember. Yeah, wait. You remember because I bought them live on the show. Of course. Like I hit my Mara right. The Everything only live stream you, you need, Benzinga. Exactly. Don't tell Spencer Israel about this. All right. Oh, look at this, Drew. It's right at that low. Come on, baby. It's got room to go. All right. Let, let, let's look at, at, at where our puts are looking. All right. We'll close this uh, Mara order ticket. What's the, t- yeah, I want to see what the total return is looking at now. And, and you, yeah, uh, and- I got to, so you got to scroll through the whole port. Interactive brokers has loading issues sometimes. Come on now. Load all the stocks. Why is there not one brokerage that like never has issues? It seems like that'd be a good business. Maybe uh, All right, we're, we're, maybe. we're nine likes away from that Benzinga Pro giveaway. We've got to get to it before Spencer Israel gets off the phone call. He's on. You know, he's a very serious guy, Spencer. You know, he is the boss of me. Everybody says is Spencer the boss of you. He is. And, and part of it is because I've been fighting for his friendship for so long. And he just doesn't reciprocate. He's like a low warmth kind of guy. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ, why can't I get my uh, support? Let's go to the ticker page. Support.com, support.com. All righty. Does this have my position on here somewhere? It should, shouldn't it? All right, you guys keep going while I figure out this because I need to manage this support.com. We're seeing, I I know what's going on right now. We're at 245 and people are all waiting until it gets to 249 to hit it. And people are throwing 250 in there, but you're not going to, you're not going to get one by us. You can't say 250 before we actually hit 250. Um, We're watching it like a hawk, Drew and I are, right, Drew? Yeah. You know, you can't, producer AB doesn't trip up. All right. You can't, you can't get him tripping up. No. He is locked on like a hawk. Luke, someone asked in the chat, what you would get back in on uh, Voyager? Digital. Oh, ding, 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 ding! Got two fifty. Got go. two fifty. Hold on, hold on. 
Benzinga Promi. All right, who was it? Who was it? I'll be honest. <laughs> the very first comment I saw that when we actually hit 250 was our boy, Happy Muhammad. But I, I Happy's, Happy's already got to be on Benzinga Pro, right? Yeah, you're not giving it to Happy. Pick the next one. We got... <laughs> I got Lo- Lois Clement, or Loic Clement, L-O-I-C, I don't know how you say that. Loic Clement, 250. Boom! Check, check. Big shout right out, Loic. Big Loic representing in the chat. There we go. Hold on. I got to get some more sounds going for this one. You know, Spencer Israel not letting us do these anymore. All right, that's sort of lame. You got mail. All right, there we go. All right, there's our Benzinga Pro giveaway. It's a Friday, guys. We're having a little bit of fun. We're screwing around. We're YOLO trading our support.com. I've got it here. Uh, Check check it. Ooh. That's a good number. All of you mature individuals out there who told me to do the right thing yesterday and and close the position, uh, you know, when, when we were heading into the final day of trading. You cost you would have cost me seventy one percent, Drew. Do you remember how many contracts I bought? Let's see. I think three. I think it was three as well. <laughs> five. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So so we have five contracts. I mean, let's do the quick math here. All right. So if, there, if we were to stop trading today, we're making a dollar twenty times five hundred shares. Quick little six hundred dollar revenge trade. I'll take it. Uh, you know. For, for a quick little one. Look at this. The next level to watch, guys, on support.com. Again, yesterday we were watching the $4 level. I told you guys yesterday, I said, if it breaches four, it's going to have room to fall. Look at that. It fell through four, crashed hard. Um, the next level to watch is this low right here, 375 on the dot. We bounce off of it once, twice, three, four, five. We've got five-minute candles bouncing off of that 325 level. That's the next line to watch on support.com. We're going to let this thing keep running, guys. Um, you know, Andre got into this trade with me. He closed it earlier in the day. Yeah. Again, mature thing to do. Nothing wrong with walking away with a little bit of money. Uh, but, but there's the update on the support trade. We'll look at it again before we, we exit. Um, we got to talk about Viacom. I, 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 other tickers that, that y'all threw out, we got Viacom, uh, and Penn. Those were some I grabbed out of the chat. We're going to go back to Clover Health. Uh, do an update there. We're going to do an update on Dogecoin as well. Um, so Luke, would you ever disclose one of those contracts maybe? No. No, you're all in or all out type of guy? No. <laughs> I, I'm actually like, like a pretty mature, responsible investor. Not necessarily on this show, guys. I know this is the show where we talk about like, I mean, it's not like crazy on the show, right? But we do a lot of swing trading. So 70% of my assets, and I, I can show you what they are, I think. Let me see. Here it is. I'll put this up on the screen. I can share this Excel. I got an Excel doc that I made for the sake of this show uh, a couple months ago. Uh, but but 70% of my a- assets are, are in an, an ETF portfolio, an ETF basket that, that I constructed and managed myself. Okay, that, that's you, you see down here, right? 68.45% whenever we did this. It was sometime in March. All right, it's still roughly around there. Uh, and it's that last 30% that I take. And that's where I want to outperform the market, right? My goal is is to to have consistent returns in the market right so so i've got basically market exposure on 70 percent of the funds and i take that last 30 percent, and that's where i look for outperformance you know that that that's where i look for okay uh you know i i think that i i 
I know the market's well enough that, that I can outperform it. Um, and, and, and that, that's what I'm going for with, with that final 30%. So I'm actually like a relatively mature investor, but drew when, when a company pulls the same kind of bullshit that a support.com pulls and, and they, they, they sucker all this money in here, like, like, like imagine everybody who bought the stock at $9, dude, right? Because they thought it was a Bitcoin play now. So they don't really know how the market works. It's sucker stuff. It's not, not cool. So, so I love to call these stocks out. I like to revenge trade them. We've got a little bit of a platform to do that with Zinger Nation here. So 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 that that's why I'm just letting this one ride. And it creates some engaging fun content. So okay. Definitely. Definitely. Good All right, stuff. let's let's talk about Viacom. Let's do it. We we're, we're getting this one in the chat. Wait, we need Spencer. Spencer Israel. Can you hop on the stream, please? Yeah. All right, Spencer Israel's gonna hop on. He's gonna give us the breakdown of Viacom. He he's the expert in this stock. Um the, the stock halved right it went from from a hundred dollars a share down to thirty-nine bucks. Um, you know, Spencer's going to talk to us about what caused that to happen. What, what, what's the move here? I don't know. Um, that, that's why, again, we're, we're bringing Spencer on, but he's our news analyst here. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys have, have any insight into this one. It was part of the Archegos fund, one of the holdings. So they had to do a big, uh, block sale yeah, so of Sp it. Spencer, can you hop on here with us? Yeah, I did. Here, I'm in. Oh. Add yourself, Spency. Dude, you keep deleting me when I'm trying to add myself. What's up with that? It's not me. It's producer AB. Wait, no, I tried to add you once, and then I didn't do. I didn't touch it because. You... All right, so 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 what happened with Viacom? Somebody in the chat's been hammering the symbol all day, right? Yeah. It, it we see the stock went from a hundred to forty. Yeah. That's a bad move. Okay. Oh wait, it is. We, we don't yeah, like yeah. that. Wait, I, I can confirm that that is, that is in fact bad. All right. If, if anybody thinks that 100 to 40 is a bad move, throw me a one. If you think it's an okay move, throw me the two. So, so Spencer, what, what caused the having here, Mr. Viacom analyst? Actually, if I can just back up for a second. So, you know, we, you know, at Pensingo, we, we get a lot of, you know, uh, research sent our way. Uh, and there's one research note that I read every morning from uh, a guy at, at Whitebush who does pretty good coverage, I think. And... I you know I read, I read this note every morning and basically all through all through February and and through March that basically this you know Viacom and Discovery would be up every day and every day this guy would be like I don't know what's going on and like this guy always knows what's going on right uh, he's like super plugged in and he was like Viacom and Discovery you're up again don't understand it and I was like well if he doesn't get it then like I don't get it and like, we didn't get it all the way up and then of course we eventually found out why it went up. It was because uh, Bill Wang thought he was on Wall Street bets and overlooked. And, that, and that, that's the fund that blew up, right? Yeah, Archegos' family office uh, blew up. Credit Suisse uh, had to unwind. Uh, basically, basically, they got margin called. And, 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 and the ironic thing here is what triggered the margin call was the stock offering, right? So there's a case to be made here that the best trader in Viacom is the Viacom CFO. They issued new stock. <laughs> they, no, they, they offered new, they offered new stock at. Well, they announced the offering, and then they priced. You know, let me get the exact pricing for you. So, so they announced the offering uh, of, of Viacom here. I got to go back a few weeks. There's so many damn headlines of Viacom. Um, See, Spencer's actually a pretty funny guy. So we need to get him on Power Hour and offer pre market prep. You, you you talk shit about me all the time, and I don't <laughs> I, I don't get it. Uh, all right, here we go. I, I, I'm in the pro. Okay, so Viacom announced they're going to raise three billion dollars in the secondary offering. That's great. That was on the twenty 
um, the 22nd. They announced uh, an offering on the 22nd. And then they priced the offering two days later at $85 when the stock was trading at like 90-something dollars, right? So they priced it below where the stock was trading at. And at that point, all like all bets were off, right? And Bill Wang got margin called and um, his fund blew up. And so, but, but that was the catalyst, which is, which is sort of funny in, in a way, because everybody was wondering, like, like, you know, in, when GameStop went, went, went to the moon, everyone's like, oh, when, when is GameStop going to do an offering? When they're going to raise money? And they never did until a few weeks ago. And Viacom was like, no, F that. We're just going to do an offering right, right, right the hell now. We, why is your stock up? We don't know. Do we care? Not really. And they, they basically, they didn't top take it, but they came kind of close, right? The high was 101.97, and they priced an offering at 85. So, pretty good uh whoever uh bought those shares at 85 uh, you know on that offering sucks to be them but you know that's how that's hot that's hot that's hot what and spencer can you read the 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 comment from cameron on on the screen here yeah it's because luke loves me i I mean i know this is true this is why i don't get angry although i i will say guys luke trolls me more like luke trolls me every single day and i fall for it every single day i Last night he like called me at like ten o'clock. I was sleeping, and he called me just to tell me that an article was doing well. Thanks, Luke. You woke me. Uh, you, you actually woke me up. I didn't. Like you actually woke me up to tell me. He just trolls me every day. He trolls me all the time, and it's one sided. I'm so nice to Luke usually. Uh, Spencer there, is crabby. I, there are a couple. I learned. I actually learned this from from Mr. Hot Stocks himself. You know, because he had experience trying to catch fallen knives. Wait, wait, wait. I don't... Stop talking for a second. What's up with Aaron's voice? <laughs> I okay. think it's sort of funny. Don't tell him. <laughs> wait, I asked you if I sounded okay, Luke, and you're like, yeah, you sound good, and then you played the fake news thing. Wait, a- a- Aaron, Aaron, what is up with your voice, man? I Okay, this happened yesterday, and then Rohan and I tested before I came in here, right? And he was like, okay, the, I, I was in the test studio with him. I was listening to him. The input was uh, messed up, but the output was okay. And now my wait, input wait, is. Aaron, Aaron, co- come over here. So, guys, lock into your mind what producer AB, what you think he sounds like right now. He sounds like producer <laughs> AB. Come over to my microphone so that way people can actually hear what you sound like. Or I'm going to swap with you real quick, okay? <laughs> All right. Dude, this sounds nothing like him. His voice is like two octaves lower. Um, that I don't know what's going on there. So, Luke is going to go in. I guess they're going to, uh, you know switch switch places there um but god you see this is what this is the kind of show that happens when jason's not here guys it's just like total shit show all right ab what's wrong so this is what i really sound like guys what's oh, going? Whoa. Um, you grew I, up you grew up I, I, could, I could do a batman voice like i was in there but this is my real voice um luke how are we doing oh i can't hear anyone we're doing good, man. Does my voice sound normal, or do I sound sort of no. weird too? <laughs> you sound whack. You sound messed up. Like, like good though. Like it's like a like I sound <laughs> like like a real man now. Say Rachel, where are you? No, no. Say say, say where's Rachel? Luke? Where's Rachel? Sorry. Where's Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can we talk about another stock? I sort no, of like I, this I, I, better. I, I, have, I have one more thought on. on I can't CBS listen to you. I can't listen to you, Luke. A- 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 B, what's up? So CBS Viacom, like I said, I learned from Hot Stocks Luke, not trying to catch any falling knives, nothing like that. But 
they have some things that I do like about them. So if I start seeing an uptrend, I might get in. One of those things is they have they have the rights to um, Champions League soccer, which is massive. It's huge, like international soccer. They have the rights for that. Another thing, Drew, you might like this as, as I do. Um, they bought the rights for Avatar: The Last Airbender, and they're making it into a whole thing. You know, new series, new movies. They're trying to like compete with Disney Plus in that regard, using Avatar as their like flagship program. So. A couple things to, to be interesting for. I like the live sports play. I like that. Um, but like I said, I'm not trying to catch any falling knives. I'd want to see an uptrend before I get back into it. I, I actually have a thing to say about, about Viacom as well. Um, right. So those of you who watched my ETF show, uh, I, I, I interviewed Jamie Wise last month, who was the, the guy, uh, one of the guys behind the Buzz ETF, a.k.a. Dave Portnoy's ETF. Shout out, shout out Dave Portnoy. Right, exactly. So Big fan of Spencer's show. Port Portnoy right. listens every morning. Keep exactly. going, Spence. Exactly. So there's, e there's this ETF that tracks an index that tracks uh, stocks with the, the highest, with the most positive social media sentiment, right? The most positive buzz. And they rebalance this index every single month, okay? It's always on the third Thursday of the month, which was yesterday, okay? So yesterday, what got added to buzz? Viacom. Apparently, there's a lot of positive social media sentiment according to the buzz index algorithm however that works there's a lot of positive social media sentiment on viacom right now maybe people people just love to buy the dip. all right all right Let, let's let's do a round table viacom right now hit it yes or no D drew you're up first yes or no i think yes do you want me to explain or just simply yes or no one sentence one sentence they got a lot of money 85 dollars. they sold some shares it's free money all right. What, wait, that means nothing, but all right. You're, you're, all right, all right. Uh, From the offering. <laughs> producer AB, Viacom, yes or no? Avatar The Last Airbender, Champions League Soccer, I'm in. Spence? No. Legacy Media? No. No, thank you. Nope, I, I'm out too. Uh, let's check this out, right? We got. It looks like, holy crap, we're getting this thing at a 60% discount, right? That That's what you look at if, you, if you're just looking at this part of the chart. Look, look back over the past year here. Let's go two years. We'll go pre-COVID, right? I mean, the stock's still in line with, with, with where it was. Um, I want to see the bleeding stop. The bleeding stops, and maybe it becomes interesting. They probably pay a dividend. Let's take a look. Trusty Benzinga Pro, pro.benzinga.com. So look at this. They pay like a – now that the stock's depressed, it's, the dividend yields back to 3.5%. Yeah. Um, so 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 maybe, maybe that's the deal there. All right, I have to hop and get ready for options. I explained with Robert Roy. Oh, yeah, we Ooh, got a big option nice. show coming up. If you want to learn how to trade options, you want to learn how to do covered calls, stuff like that, join in. All right. So somebody in the chat is asking, who's the boss when Jason isn't around? That's Spencer, obviously. Um, but but all right. Uh, let, let's talk about Clover. Let's see. What time is it? All right. We have 10 minutes. Um, uh, how about we hit this? Let, let, let's hit Clover. What other tickers? Somebody throw us some other tickers to talk about too, okay? I'm not at my normal setup anymore. I was gonna, I was gonna. We'll do Clover. We'll do Support.com. I was gonna maybe hit a trade in New York Times. I'm gonna hold off. Anybody else have tickers? State. We were supposed, we were supposed to look at Pen too. I don't know if we've gotten to that. That's right. Let's do Pen, and then we'll go, we'll go back to Clover. Trust all right. Me, all right. So, so here, Jesus, you have all my stuff now. All right. All right. So, so, so. Here, don't drop the sofa. Okay. All right. So, so, so here's the chart of pen. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't had an opinion on this stock the, the whole way up. 
uh, I, I want to take a look at some of the multiples. You, you, you've got the stocks trading at 16, sorry, at 16.4 billion of market cap. EV is 26 billion. So that means that they, they probably have a good amount of debt. Um, I want to look at how much revenue do they make? All right, so, so their, their run rate is about a billion a quarter. Uh, Pre-COVID, it looks like it was one three. So, so let's let's say they get, you know, they now have the online thing. So you go pre-COVID plus online. Let's say maybe they're at like a one five run rate in a normal world times four quarters. So, so there's six billion in revenue. We just said the EV, the enterprise value, was twenty six billion. So you got twenty six divided by six. So, so it's trading at four and a half times EV. Now let's look at the S and P five hundred average EV to sales. We want price. We'll do price sales. Price to sales. All right, so so it's three, uh, and if we do price sales rather than EV to sales, so we're at sixteen and a half divided by six. So it's actually not really expensive. So so it's two point seven five. It's in line with the S and P five hundred average. Um, I'm whatever on Penn. It doesn't get me super excited. I actually think that the online gaming thing is a travesty. Right, I, I think that it's a bad thing that's going to happen. I think there's, it, it's so easy to to lose money. I'll, I'll show you guys in a second. I'm, I'm going to lo load it up, but but I don't know. What what's your your opinion, Drew? Yeah, no, I totally understand what you're saying. Right, it seems like this year, especially if you watch a little bit of TV or if, with any sports, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, college bas basketball. Um, there's a lot of gambling ads, right? And a, a lot of my buddies, they like to play some bets. It's, it's very easy to throw some money on some sports or play a little online blackjack and the money goes by quick. So I definitely think, you know, I, I hear what you're saying with it. It is a travesty or a tra tragedy. Um, but at the same time, like these companies are going to profit well, right? They're, you know, if you want to take advantage, there's an opportunity there, but there's a lot of hype, right? And there's a lot of names out there. So you got to pick, I think, the ones that are they're going to win in the long run. I think that's going to be maybe a DraftKings and uh, maybe a Penn. All right, AB, anything? And then we're, we got to switch back. I talk too loud. I <laughs> yeah, talk I, too I, loud for this mic to work. I agree that I don't think, like, online gaming is a sustainable business. I mean, you know, every, m numbers are out there. Most people gambling on sports, whatever, you're going to lose money. So I think over time that will lead to – Oh, see, I disagree. I think it's a, gr a great yeah. business. I would be that in that business terrible. all day. I just think society, like societally, it's sort of tough. But all right, let, let's throw some out to the crowd, and then I'm gonna do a switcheroo with producer AB because I, I just talk I see, too I, damn loud. I've seen, uh, I've seen, uh, if you like in the chat a couple times. We won't yeah. All right, but 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 hold on, I, I want to vote. If you guys like Penn right here, hundred bucks on the dot. You you throw down a Benji for a share of Penn. Hit the one. Uh, if not, hit the two. And and I see Loki comments saying, who do I email for the free Benzinga Pro? It's uh, Spencer Israel at Benzinga.com. I'll put CC that in power the hour at Benzinga.com, too, in that email. Yep. All right, Lukey, let's switch back. <laughs> All right, well, they're switching. We got pen up, but I know we some people do want to talk about QuantumScape, so I think we're going to that soon. But, yeah, pen's interesting, right? I think... There's a lot of other ones out there, and in the end, you know, there's so much sign-up bonuses, stuff going on. I was talking about that with uh, what, someone I talk stocks about a lot with, and, you know, all these companies, they're spending so much money on marketing. You know, if you joined DraftKings, you'd get a free, like, $250 bet. You'd get a free 
hundred dollars on blackjack, right? And like that sounds like three hundred fifty dollars, but your expected value, if you want to go into that, is a little bit less than fifty percent. So it's really like what one hundred seventy-five. But still, right? They're still handing out like one hundred seventy-five dollars just to acquire a customer, and that's in the high acquisition cost, right? If you look at a business, it's pretty expensive, but you know the customers do pay back pretty heavily. Um, you know, <laughs> when people gamble, they definitely make a lot of money, but how many people are there just for, you know, this year and are going to stop? Um, See, I think it's know. around to stay. I think it's a great business, but, but I don't love it. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a round to stay. And I think like gambling is going to be changed forever, but they're doing all this marketing. Like I've never seen so much marketing for sports betting in my entire life. Um, and they have all these deals and all these promos. And like once those fade out, who are the true customers going to be? Yeah. All also, right. I think there's so many competitors. They're all trying to get like the best deal out there, like a exactly. hundred dollar free, a hundred dollar free play. You know, a hundred dollar. You know, this that. So it's it's interesting to see all those competitors. All right, exactly. and then, then let, let's hit Palantir real quick, guys. Whenever, whenever we can get Drew on the show, uh, it, it's tough to get him on. But whenever we can get him on, I, I we've got to ask about Palantir, right? F- favorite retail trader stock. Drew is the bull in this stock. He got us all into it. Uh, Drewski, any opinions? Uh, and then I'm going to look at my Palantir trades that I have open uh, on the live account in, in just a second here. But but what's up with Palantir? Yeah, I think uh, you played it really smart here. I kind of got a little bit of FOMO the other day, um, and I wanted to add more to my position. I'm like, is it going to stay under 23 for too long? So I added another position. I think I, I more than 2X'd my, my portfolio size, and I had a little bit of cash, didn't know what to do with it. So I definitely am long Palantir. I really like what they're doing here. I mean, I, I really look at them as a very similar play to Tesla. I mean, that might be a little bit crazy here, but I think they're they're a better value. I'm, you know, the revenue doesn't look great right now. They're doing three hundred million. They're a forty billion dollar company. That sounds absolutely absurd, but I think they're moving in the right direction. Data is going to be the next currency. They're starting to work with corporations for the first time this year, twenty twenty, late twenty twenty. They were starting to. So I think these numbers are going to quickly change. And once they flip to profitable, it's going to be absolutely ridiculous in uh, 2023, 2024. All right. And and then uh, here, I'm going to put up my – Spencer's pissed, actually. We overdid it, guys. We overdid it. <laughs> Producer AB, you shouldn't have put – you shouldn't have told people the emails – we overdid it, okay. Oh no! If Spencer doesn't write back to your email, give him a break, okay? Oh, All right, but, but here, here, here are my open Palantir positions, guys. You, you, you see, I own shares of the stock, right? It looks like we're down twenty-two percent on it, but we're not actually because the way that we got the stock was not buying it outright, but actually selling puts against Palantir. That's how we got into the name. So our average price in the stock is twenty four fifty. So so we're down two dollars per share. But because again, we we sold the puts, uh, we were forced to buy it uh, at, at twenty nine. But we got credits for that. And then also check this out: we've been selling calls against Palantir, right? We 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 sold calls at, at the twenty two strike. Uh, we we made ninety six percent, pretty much all the premium we can make there. Got it. Got a buck. Uh, and then we just sold calls, I believe, again yesterday, or maybe it was a couple days ago. Uh, $28 strike, got another 50 cents. So it's like another $1.50 discount. Again, these are covered calls that we're selling. So we actually entered the trade by selling puts against the stock, got to sign the shares. That's fine. Then we sold calls against the position twice now. And and so we, we might actually be up or at break even on the trade. 
I'm going to go have to do some math work and, and sum this thing up and, and see how it looks. Um, but, but, but that's the move there. I'm Palantir guys. I'm, I'm in it with, with shares that again, I got by selling puts against the stock. Um, and then I've been selling covered calls against it. So, so even though the stock is down because of the power of options, and this is a tease, we're getting into the option show in a second here. I'm not the expert. Spencer Israel is going to be doing that in a second here. Uh, you know, we, we, we've, we've had a decent run in it. Um, and Drew, before we close it out, give, give us a doge price check. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was looking at, at that actually during the show. I think we're on right, 25 cents. Price check. Where are we at? We're at, yeah, we're at 26. I'll get the exact. Oh, no. Wow. We're up a bit more now. Um, we're at 36.15. Maybe I was looking at that wrong. No, it's been pretty volatile today. Um, yeah. It's, we're at 36 cents. Um, All right. There we pretty go. ridiculous. Uh, do we got to end here? It's 2 o'clock. I know some people it's, are asking what two the was. It's time to go. We're going to the option show, guys. If, if you want to trade options, you, you, you want to take advantage of some of that leverage, these more advanced instruments, be smarter about how you're taking for your positions, stay tuned. I'm about to kick it over to my good friend. I do really like him, even though he's, he's very pissed at me right now. Okay, uh, I'm going to kick it over to Spencer Israel, guys. The, the Twitter is in the chat. Follow me. Say hi. Um, you know, give me some stocks to talk about next week on the show. It's hard to talk for two hours straight and, and come up with all the names. Uh, Drew, drop yours in there, too. And until next week, guys, happy trading. See, see, see you on Twitter. Peace out, fam.